This episode of The Movie Men is brought to you by media sales consultant Tim DeArmond. Your source for daily traditional and digital marketing insights and advice. For more information, check out the link posted in the show notes below. Hi. Can you hear me? I can. Salutations. And greetings. Do you you think that, do you think if and when, like, okay, if there is alien life, Mm. and if we are going to, in fact, at some point make contact with alien life. Sure. Do you think that's how that happens? Do you think it's a hello? is, Is this thing on? Yeah. I mean, I feel like why limit it to any language at all like i i think there are sounds that are emitted in space that are just like of a child's voice or like of sounds just that transcend just like one species one specific language how crazy and mind-blowing would it be if (laughs) when we do make contact interesting interesting that you said when not if Oh yeah, no when. Okay. If 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 and when we do make contact. Mm-hmm. If we make contact. Sure. But I'm but but not if there's something out there. Gotcha. Right. If we make contact, like do you know how question everything you've ever known to be true <laughs> it would be if they also speak English? Right. <laughs> or, or 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 any language of earth if they right. speak French or they speak Spanish yeah. or something, like right? They've like been watching Seinfeld reruns for years and just picked up the language. No, not even that. <laughs> not like it turns out we got it from them. Oh, I see. From yeah. you know, from when they were here building the pyramids. Yeah, or some something. some ancient alien stuff. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. Speaking of aliens, we're not illegal aliens, and we're the Movie Men podcast. That's. That was I okay. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I think maybe that was smoother on paper yeah, than it was a bit of a stretch. Actually, yeah. yeah. But uh thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh. I'm so, you know, yes. it's uh Anytime. I'm happy to be a guest here uh, on your show. No, uh, our show. Our show. Oh. I feel like I'm going to need to see some kind of paperwork. <laughs> Well, custody of this thing is yours. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, welcome, everyone. Welcome. Yeah. To our show. It's a brand new month. Um, it is February. Yeah. And February, which is not February, is not spelt February. No, it's yeah, it's February. Mm-hmm. February. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Brady sounds that out. Should we do some housekeeping now or at the end? Sure, go. Yeah, whatever. Go for it. Well, just everyone, like, follow, subscribe. You know where to do it. If you haven't done it already, just do it. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Podbean, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. We're Just follow, listen to us. Uh, but February. the more interesting piece of housekeeping is... February. It, <laughs> is that it's a new month, which means a new shout out for our tier four supporters brian and, uh, what? what brian brian no not brian brian oh. brian skipped 
jump ship. He's he's gone. He's with the movie Animals now. A different podcast. Anyway, long story short, Daphne Kirkpatrick, thank you for your support on Patreon. And thank you for your uh, listening ship. And this is your monthly shout out. Daphne! Are you not entertained? That's that's the masses cheering. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We have masses. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, that yeah. that seems unhealthy. No, 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 no. Like, I, okay. <laughs> I was thinking more like, oh, you know, like physical, a following. Like, yeah, we do have a following. Like, yeah. No, well, yeah, that too. But I was thinking more like the mass of Pete <laughs> is a lot. I don't know where you're going I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. You know. Okay. Uh, so we're back, mm-hmm. and uh, and we're clothed mm-hmm. again. We were. Was, uh, we were always clothed. We, we had a run of. Uh, we had a run of naked episodes, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, yeah. We had so a, yeah, you, we had a guest, and then we did a recommendation episode. So it's it's been a while since we've had a, like a routine episode where you guys tell us what to review. Right. Um, so if you're a longtime listener, welcome back, mm-hmm. um, and thanks for sticking through our naked episodes. If if you found those kind of um, mm-hmm. a little off our beaten path Mm -hmm. um and if you are a straggler that we have picked up as a result of those naked episodes then welcome Mm -hmm. Um, or or just a different straggler like that just came across by happenstance and like coincidence right yeah that's which i'm technically is everybody at (laughs) one point yeah. Uh, so this week we did uh, we did live action Disney, but very specific live action Disney, not just like yeah. your mom pause live action Disney. Anything from the nineteen nineties or prior, which which probably was my mom pause. <laughs> That's Disney. true, actually. That's ironic. Yeah. Um, um, so we had four options. Mm-hmm. The least voted upon, which I was surprised with was maybe i'm just out of touch but mary poppins right yeah. that blows my mind it does um like i i kind of assumed that uh i didn't assume i wondered if it was going to be a shoe in yeah like i, I wondered so i wondered if Cause it was just gonna yeah it's a classic unden- undeniably be you know yeah that everyone would be like oh wow mary poppins yeah um, and it seemed to be the most recognizable one on the list. I would, yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, probably the one that the most people have seen. Yes, but yeah, no matter no, the age whatever. or demographic, like yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yep. Um, the next one was "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids." Right. Which, which you have still not seen. I have not. I've seen the second one or a later one, whatever the blew up the kid is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, the thir- another option was that dang ca- what is it that darn cat, that darn cat yeah, yeah which came really close to it, winning. I was surprised. I had never even heard of this thing. Yeah, but actually, so so three of them. Okay, so of everyone who voted, eight mm-hmm. percent voted for Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yep, twenty eight percent voted for no sorry eight percent voted for mary poppins 28 mm. percent voted for honey i shrunk the kids yep 30 percent 
voted for that darn cat. Wow. Wow. And 32% voted for our winning movie, Homeward Bound. Wow. So, uh, so this was a tight race. Yeah, it was a cat fight, a dog fight. A which in- which tells me two things. It tells me we made good selections. Sure. Uh, apparently, with the exception of Mary Poppins. <laughs> apparently. Um, but it also tells me that maybe some of those options are ones that need to be revisited because there's mm. definitely, yeah, you know, there's d- definitely some interest in in those for sure. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So ultimately, so did, the winner, as Brady said, was Homeward Bound: The Incredible Homeward Journey. Homeward Bound. Yeah. Yeah. Also dubbed the best way to make adults cry. Also, not to be confused with The Incredible Journey. The 1964 yeah. version? Which was, like, so this yeah. movie was a remake. That was the original. Yes. And I remember as a kid, like, I watched the 1960 version after seeing, like, the 90s version, and I thought it was absolute horrid garbage. Right. I just, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it. It's on, it's on Disney+, Plus, and so I, like, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I have not seen it. And I wonder, like, maybe if I watched it as an adult, I'd actually appreciate it more. But as a child, for some reason, I didn't like it. But Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Um, we're jumping the gun here. Mm-hmm. So, um, a segment that we... Oh, yes. Kind of introduced last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, are going to kind of see how it goes. Yeah. Is question of the week. Mm. Um, so, weekly or, you know, however often episode lee mm-hmm. we uh we will put post a question up on our twitter um and uh kind of get your opinion on sort of just a general movie topic yeah um and then we'll discuss what those results mean or you know what we mm-hmm. you know how we kind of feel about them mm-hmm. um and so this this episode's question was when you see a movie in the theater Given the option, do you watch it in regular or 3D? And 86.7% of you hmm. voted regular. Mm. Only 13.3% voted 3D. Hmm. Do you, which, which, which side of this fence do you fall in, Pete? I, I fall in line with the 80, 80 some odd percent. Um, I feel 3D just... Generally speaking, I feel like it's a little unnecessary, a little overhyped at times. Although, and this kind of ties into last week's question about do we think movie theaters will thrive or die in the future? Although I think experience is a way for theaters to separate themselves from the past and kind of grow. I don't think 3D experience is what I'm looking for. So, the first 3D movie... I, so I used to be on the opposite side. I used to be. Oh. I used to see all movies in 3D. Really. Um, hmm. But that's changed for a couple of reasons. One, okay. often I find the effect distracting. Sure. Um, and I mean, two, it's always unnecessarily more expensive. Exactly. Yes. Um, and three, the glasses that you put on really kind of darken all the like they really kind of mute all the colors on the screen Mm. right you don't get as nice vibrant of a picture sure now so the the first um 
the first 3D movie that I ever saw with like the real D, the polarized mm. 3D glasses. Okay. Was Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. Oh, really? Hmm. And it was awful. Oh. Like it was just an awful experience because it was so early on in the 3D process. Oh, I see. That it was it was any any motion shot was blurry and nauseating and it was hard to get your eyes to adjust to anything Ooh. and oh it was just it was horrid yeah that's not good having said that there are two 3d movie experiences that i've had that are probably my best two movie theater experiences ever hmm. the first one was jurassic park so there was a re-release of jurassic park in the theaters in 3D. Oh. Um, and 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 it was a completely different 3D effect because, like nowadays, films are shot with a 3D c- capable camera. Sure. And so the cam the camera is doing most of the work. Mm. Um. And in my opinion, you end up with kind of a a weak, sloppy effect. Oh, really? As a result. Sure. Um. Whereas with something like Jurassic Park, obviously it wasn't shot with a 3D camera. Oh, for sure. Um, It was shot on film. Yes. Like actual film. Yep. Um, And so you, in order to make it 3D, you have to have someone go back through the film frame by frame Mm. and convert it into 3D, which the reason they don't, the reason they don't do that for films is that's a really long, expensive process. process. Right. Yeah. Um. But what you end up with is a completely, um, a completely custom and personalized 3D experience. Right. Right. You end up with total control over the depth of each object, and and it wasn't so much things popping out at you. Um, it was it was just immersion. It was hmm. you looked like. You know the the scene with the T Rex breaking out of the pan at night. It 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 looked like you could just walk into the screen, hmm. and you'd be in there. The other one, hmm. the best movie theater experience I've ever had, was a film that received the same treatment. Okay, was released not in three D, mm-hmm. and then someone went through and 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 painstakingly converted it all. Oh, the the best film experience I've ever had in the movie theater. Wow was going back and seeing the 3D re-release of Titanic. I thought you might say that. And that would, like, there were moments where it was breathtaking. Sure. Like, there's, there's, there's you know, there's a scene when um, the camera kind of pans and tips up over the back of the ship and looks down at the water. Mm. And, and, and you kind of had, like, a lean back in your seat moment. Right. Because it was so convincing that the water that that the water did extend the proper depth away from you know hmm. the other the other shot um, which really stands out and was actually kind of just eerie hmm. was um, at the end of the film when the ship is sank and the lifeboats are returning to see if they can pick up any survivors out of the water. Sure. And there's a shot where you're looking out over this this sea of bodies, and down in the bottom right hand corner 
of the screen is a ship with he's kind of shining the flashlight out over mm. and and I I swear to you it looked like it looked like that ship was down in the bottom right hand corner of the theater wow and 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 that that the theater actually just extended further and that you were looking at a sea of floating bodies and it was hmm. it was so eerie hmm. And and oh yeah, it was just it was it was incredible. If they do it again, if they ever re-release Titanic into uh, you know a theater within driving distance right. of me, I'll right. be going. Right. Um, but I recommend if you like Titanic, hmm. but hate three, but hate three D. Right. Give this a chance. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Homeward. Homeward bound. <laughs> homeward bound. Homeward bound. Right. Um. <sighs> So, so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go through the 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 plot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, new year, new us. New us. Uh, no, same same shitty us, but new um, <laughs> new format, new, new format, new approach. Um, I have an opening statement for this movie. Sure, sure. Now, did you see this as a child, or did you not see it till you were more older? Like, oh uh, no, we had it on we had it on VHS. Okay, that's like that's that, the answer yeah. I was oh, hoping yeah. for. Yeah, I feel this movie. So I'm in the same boat. This movie, I'm gonna try and be as objective as possible, but part of me will always lean towards the it can do no wrong. Just and, and I think it has every excellent component of a Disney story. It has adventure. It has growths of individuals becoming family to each other. It has comedy. It has it like hooks into your like the audience's love for pets it has the classic you're not my dad scene and the classic parent missing his child correctly interprets a dog's message scene so i mean what else do you need (laughs) uh yeah that's there you go well thanks for tuning in (laughs) um that's that's kind of the film that's uh yeah no um yeah it's you know the more i think about it mm-hmm. we owned it on vhs cool. we definitely had this we definitely had the second one on legitimate vhs wow i'm kind i'm kind of thinking i'm realizing now um <laughs> i'm realizing now how much like early 90s right. like i feel like chicken tonight commercials felt like they were a part of my home alone experience so i i think it was i think it was a vhs that had been recorded off tv i you know you're preaching to the choir right now because i think i think the uh, the advertisements may have been different on the night that it was recorded but i'm in the same conceptual boat with you like like i can picture i can picture an advertisement for judge judy (laughs) sure and um, the hamburger, hamburger helper Ooh, with the scary yes. glove. Depending on the time of year, Sears commercials, like Sears catalog commercials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Those were the days. Those were the days. Uh, and anyone born in the last 18 years are going, what? Mm, <laughs> those poor what you, souls. What are you, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Why were there, why were there, there were commercials in the middle of your Blu-ray? That sounds... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awful. Oh uh, yeah, honestly. Um, so yeah, let's dig into it. Yeah, yeah let's dig into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got a bunch of notes here. Cool. Um, and I and I don't really know. I'm just gonna kind of 
look at the notes as we read through the plot. Sure. Um, but so yeah, cool. Um, Chance, voiced by Michael J. Fox, oh, an immature, yes. an immature, disobedient American bulldog, and the narrator of the film explains that he is the pet of Jamie Burnford, uh, but expresses no interest in his ownership mm. or being a part of the family. Mm. So yeah, the film starts out and, and Chance is um he was a lost dog. Like they the family's adopted him. Yep. Right? He was at the pound, so he's got sort of previous experience with the pound. Mm-hmm. Kind of um, a some Yeah, kind of a lone ranger kind of lone wolf, I guess you'd say. Yeah, and, and, and just I don't think has any interest in embracing um embracing family or maybe his trust issues probably his trust issues oh for sure right Mm -hmm. um something interesting here like this synopsis talks about how he's um you know jamie owns him Mm -hmm. um but a big theme in this movie is the people belong to the pets from the from the pets perspective yep um you know like as chance is saying it you know um Mm -hmm. shadow that Peter belongs to Shadow. Yep. Right. Um, and um, oh, what's what's um, Sass? Hope. Oh. Hope belongs to Sassy. Yep. Right. And um, and and Chance belongs to Jamie. Mm-hmm. Or Jamie belongs to Chance. Right. Right. That the Chance that that the human belongs to the pet right and the pet's there to like shadow's got this great line mm-hmm. in the thing where he's like who's going to who's going to S- cheer you up when you're sad and right. who's going to yep. you know like do all the who's gonna yep. play with you and who's going to mm-hmm. um and and so the dogs or, or the pets in general very much see themselves as the caretakers mm. of their human. Right. Yep. Um, which is just so heartwarming and, mm-hmm. and you know, I should, I should preface this whole thing by saying I don't like dogs. Interesting. Right. And, and I, I've, I get that that's super unpopular. I just lost a lot of mm. listeners with that. Um, no, people have their I, reasons. I, I just don't like dogs. I yep. think cats are, are infinitely better than dogs. Um, I, I mean, you know, if you want a pet that ignores you when you come home for hours on end, a cat is the the pet that you want. Yeah, I mean, it, but it kind of depends, right? Like I, True. um, the last cat that I had was far from that. Mm. Was was if you were watching TV, it found the middle between the two of you and got in there and watched TV with you, <laughs> right? Um, and yeah. and would sleep on your pillow mm-hmm. with its paw on your shoulder mm. and like, you know, just constantly needed Human and affection. wanted affection. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but didn't drool all over the place like a dog and, didn't, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. Didn't chase, didn't the paper prevent boy. you from, didn't prevent you from walking barefoot in your own backyard. Like Oof, just, yeah. Yeah. Um, how much of this film? I get the impression that the movie's improvised, really, um, or 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 at the very least that not improvised, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of the dialogue is written mm. after after they've gotten the footage. I mean, 
I I don't obviously we don't know the answer to that that would I think would be night and day more straightforward for the creative team because it would be it would be quite difficult to just capture the exact footage you'd need for the exact dialogue and the exact well and there's just like odd little quirky stuff like mm-hmm. the doggle the doggle you know jerk its nose in a direction or right. something and you and just, the actor say what was that or something right, right? and then you just and go then with instantly it. yeah and and instantly abandons that oh it turns out it was nothing it was just a dog being a dog <laughs> um right. but um but yeah it just kind of so so i imagine they had the footage and then the guys kind of and tailored, Sally got, tailored the dialogue to it. Well, I think, bit. yeah, they got into, like, I imagine they were watching it much like you would do with an animated feature back in the day. Mm, yeah. Um, I imagine they were watching that footage in the studio mm. while they were recording their lines. Right. Yeah. Um... Um, no part. He shares his home with Shadow, mm-hmm. voiced by Don Amechi. Yeah, who I don't really uh, know. Who he is. A wise old golden retriever, mm-hmm. very wise. Mm-hmm. Like, like you can tell he's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of imagine. Um, I don't know. There was a moment we we're watching this, and and and. Like, I just remember thinking to myself, Shadow and Peter must have such a history. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it it's... Their bond is so strong. Jamie, Jamie and Chance, that's sort of a new relationship. Yep. Um, and you get the impression that Sass and Hope have been together for a couple of years, for sure. a little while now. Yeah, still progressing. Um, but but, but Shan- Shadow and Peter is like this... They're, they're brothers at this point. It's mm-hmm. this, this you know, unbreakable bond. Right. And, um, it, and there probably was a time where it was just Shadow and Peter. And Shadow yes. was probably there before Peter came and kind of... I think that that's a little too deep into the weeds, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a wise old golden retriever owned by Jamie's brother, Peter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sassy, a smart-mouthed Himalayan cat mm-hmm. owned by... Uh, Jamie and Peter's sister Hope mm-hmm. um, incredibly voiced by Sally Field This there's a lot of uh, incredible actors in this movie there's Sally Field there's uh, Michael J. Fox Robert Hayes Robert Hayes plays the dad yeah, yeah. Uh, Bert, Bob. Bart the Bear is in this uh, who? <laughs> that, oh the, Bard Bard. Uh, I think it's with a T Bart. What do you think? Bart, Bart the bear. From what? The grizzly bear. Oh, okay. But what is Bart the bear from? That's just you're just making that up. No, like he's literally on the uh, the cast list. He's like in uh, like oh. every movie that has a grizzly bear that like you don't want to actually kill the actors. He's in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. That morning, the children's mother Laura Burnford mm-hmm. marries Bob Seaver. Mm-hmm. And Chance manages to cause chaos by digging into the wedding cake in front of all of the guests. Which, yeah. I mean, on on arguably a very important day, maybe there's a thought process of like a benefit to maybe we should just have the dogs put in a kennel for the day or even just the afternoon. 
or even just a, a kennel on the premises but yeah but you like their their family though right like the in in this this family really I, sees these animals as I, I get you and this isn't a deal breaker for me but i mean and i'm not even asking this sarcastically like there are wedding pictures where if there are children existing in the relationship obviously like the children are included in the photos are there wedding pictures with pets in the photos Oh, I'm sure and I'm there's got to be. I guess there has to be, but is it a common there sh- practice? There should there shouldn't be. There exact that's what I mean. So I like I I guess But yeah. I'm sure there is. Yeah. My point is, I mean, what do you expect these this uh this dog to do? I mean, yeah. Do you get the impression from this well, I mean, you get the impression or not, it turns out that's the way it is and and I don't think I picked up on this um truly until this time when i watched it mm. the animals don't speak like the animals speak english to yep. each other sure but they don't understand the people's english right yes yep they can communicate to there's communication amongst the animals but not between the animals and like when when peter says stay to shadow shadow recognizes stay sure. shadow knows what stay means yep um, but everything else, like when they're, you know, the people are talking to the dogs and the the dogs have no clue mm-hmm. what's being said to them. Yeah. The, the, the animal's words are more just for our benefit. They're, yeah. they're probably not actually speaking English to one another. Shortly after the wedding, the family has to move to San Francisco because Bob must temporarily relocate there for his job. Way to go, Bob. Yeah, that's... That's a way to earn points with the family. <laughs> and kids that already potentially aren't going to like you. Like, I feel both, he's on thin ice both to Peter, begin with. Both Peter and Jamie are mom's boys, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So so that's that's the way it works, is that there's there's the mom sure. with two sons mm-hmm. and two dogs. Yep. And then the father with a daughter mm-hmm. and a cat. I think that's sort of the dynamic of the family that's being <laughs> built here, right? Like that's I that's I was trying to figure out watching it, right? Like whose whose kid is whose biologically? And oh, I, think I, see. That, I see. I what think you're that saying. Hope is Bob's kid, potentially. That's kind of you know, or or maybe none of them are. Maybe, maybe none Bob's of them are. just complete. Maybe Bob's just this new guy. I think Bob's a new um, guy, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Um, they leave the pets at a ranch belonging to Kate, mm-hmm. uh, Laura's college friend. Mm. Okay. And uh, uh, <laughs> what? What's wrong? What's wrong? I, with that? I don't know. I, I, you know, I just. Do you have any? Do you do you have any friends from your post secondary days that you would dump three animals on to <laughs> like how tight are you with any of the people who you were in college with? I I'd say pretty tight. Um but it's kind of apples and oranges like I don't have pets and none of them none of the people that I'm tight with are the pet type of people so it's just such a foreign concept. I don't know how to equate that in my head. Um Right. It doesn't seem outrageous, but it does. You know, I, I I can see kind of maybe why it's a little out there. Who who would you trust with your pets? I mean, right. I mean, she's she probably o- the only person with a ranch that they know. So it's like, hey, it's right. Either you. She owns a ranch. Yeah. 
it's not like she's in a, a, a three-story walk-up and yeah you know exactly okay. that's um shadow and sassy start missing their owners immediately but right. chance sees this as an opportunity to explore and have fun there's chickens there's birdzilla mm. which is a obviously chance has never seen a turkey before but <laughs> yeah. it is like disney i feel like the board meeting went we need a turkey right sir i sir i have a turkey no 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 we need the scariest damn turkey mm-hmm. we need to put the fear of god seen. into these children yeah um and so it's at this ranch because uh, maybe we'll just do a running count while we're going of like sure kind of the mantra or like the theme that we've been doing for this episode is just two grown men crying talking about this movie so yeah two things and i think for sure one's at the ranch one might have just been before they went to the ranch but one that i just appreciate i didn't cry but when peter says you're my favorite i love you peter and like i literally like the person i watched it with was like oh and i was like yeah like and and the song starts to play yes the other the other thing was actually at the ranch i know that for sure when the family has left shadow I, i wrote this quote down he says who's going to sleep at the foot of your bed you'll come back yeah there it is i know yeah. you'll come back yeah and that at that point i was like welling up with tears i'm like oh boy so this movie mm-hmm. has a song yes that was composed by bill broughton mm. broughton I, yeah, um know. Who nobody's ever heard of. No, not even his own mother. But he, it's true. And But he <laughs> he composed a piece of music mm. that I would say just about rivals anything mm-hmm. that yeah. John Williams has ever done. Oh, yes. Yeah. It, it's, it's arguably a main component of this whole story. Just it, uh, it draws us in for sure. Is there is there ever a moment in this movie mm-hmm. where you hear the song and you think to yourself, "Oh God, not this song again"? Nope. Right, which is interesting. Yeah. Because the answer to your question is sixteen. One six. Sixteen times they play this song, and really, and it's and and it's sometimes it's a different variation, right? Because sure. we hear this yeah. we hear this song in so many different ways Mm. right we hear this song and it's energetic and we hear the song and it's sad and we hear the song and it's heroic sure and we hear the song and it's it's happy right right um because really yeah if you if you take it and you play it slow and you do the do 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 right and you're all like sad Right, you're feeling somber, and you and then they play the exact same song, and they just speed it up. They make it a little more peppy, and it's like do 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 do. Like the travel montage scenes, and yeah, yeah, the same piece of music, the exact same piece of music, has so many different emotions, tied to it. It's like so. I just I played I, the song. I just did in the, the math. Car. So if it's in the movie sixteen times, that means for the running time, it played every five minutes. Every five minutes, yeah. the song plays. <laughs> That's crazy. That is that is impressive. That and you never, 
And, and every time it plays, you just embrace it as equally as you did Absolutely. the time before. Sometimes more than others, yeah. I, I played it in the car. Interesting. The morning before I watched the movie. So, <laughs> like, and I've, and I've seen the movie yep. a dozen times. Sure. Um, this, but I played this it year. in the car. This year. Yeah, so I played it in the car, and I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't watching it. Like I didn't have any of the mm. visuals in front of me. Yep. I just, I just had this song going on my way, you know, during my morning commute. Sure. And, and it was the version of the song when the animals return. Mm. So, so it was, it was the moment when shadow crests the hill right? and him and Peter lock eyes and whatever. Yep. And, and, and it's just the song. There's not even, there's, there's no dialogue. It's just the song. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting bawling in my car. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I haven't watched, at that point, I haven't watched the movie in like four or five years. Right. Yeah. And I'm a mess because I know exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and, you know, I know that a boy is being reunited with a species of animal that I can't stand. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it doesn't but it doesn't matter. It's it's the power of a musical soundtrack in a movie, right? I mean, it, it just replace if replace this 16 insertions of the song into this movie with just electronic keyboard that someone recorded in the garage and this movie is a flop. Yeah. It is. It just is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh Later in the week, Kate goes on a cattle drive, leaving the animals to be looked after by neighbor Frank. Way to go, Frank. <laughs> Frank is kind of adult. I mean, he's just... However, like, half, yeah. of her, half of her message is lost, leading him to believe that she's taking the animals... Uh, she's taking them along, mm-hmm. leaving the animals alone. Okay, so, but here's my question. Sure. Ask what, away. What is actually written, like... <laughs> yeah. I don't what know. is this? Why does this second note exist? Like yeah. the first note blows off the top. Yeah, like what all? What all? What is saying? this second note? It should just be like, "Hey, the pets are here. Feed them. See you Thursday." Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> lick the electric fence again, Frank. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not you sure why she needed. Like, I'm not sure why she needed like a 17 part note, and how with one part of the note missing it could have been so misinterpreted like i'm not sure how she formed like if it was like yoda ish dialect where she like just buried the lead and then just like the part yeah anyway i'm just right i'm confused what kind of message she left worried by the disappearance of their owners the animals fear that they have been abandoned shadow refusing to believe that his boy would abandon him Mm. resolves to make his way home Right. Not wanting to be left alone on the ranch, Chance and Sassy decide to accompany Shadow on his journey. Sure. Which isn't exactly true. Like, Chance wanted to kind of stay. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately, Birdzilla frightens him yeah. <laughs> right. away. Yeah. Interesting to me, like, you know, I, I think Shadow's character is so multidimensional mm. in the sense that he's so wise. Right. And that would lead you to think. Yep. That like if he was if he was operating on pure wisdom, sure. that would lead you to think that he would he would kind of be the no chance and sassy like let's sure we need to stay put yep. they'll return we yep. need to say but no he's he's the one 
like he motivates this entire journey hmm. off emotion. Yeah, that's interesting. He's yeah, I you know, I never uh, I never considered that. That's a really good point because, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he like to me I was like wow it's so interesting that he's the one initiating this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it speaks volumes to the bond that he has with Peter, oh, absolutely. and that no amount, no amount of wisdom kind of overpowers that emotional, mm-hmm. you know, connection. Yeah. Uh, they head into the Rocky Mountains wilderness of Sierra Nevada, hmm. with Shadow leading by instinct. Yeah, Shadow's got no idea where he's going. Not a clue. I love. Uh, one, as a child, one of my favorite scenes was when they reached the peak of that mountain. They crest like, that hill and there, yeah. Yeah, and then you just see, and the, the soundtrack kind of just like is appropriately just kind of ominous and just you see this mountainous region. And I think at that point, if I was one of those pets, I'm like, guys, we got to turn around. Like this is, we're in over our heads. Well, and that's kind of sassy thing is like, because uh, I, th- I think they were all, even Shadow surprised at this point. Sure. Like they're all expecting to crest that hill and see. Mm their farm yeah right um but that's you know Hmm. clearly not what pans out right um uh after a night spent in fear of the woodland noises the Mm. group stops to catch breakfast at a river yeah can cats actually do that Mm, i don't know uh, domesticated cats i'm not sure maybe wild she's she's just she's just whipping fish out of the river yeah, so I guess we have to assume that she hasn't lost her claws, like they weren't removed, for starters. And a domesticated cat, I, I don't know. I mean, something's happening. Yeah. Like that In that scene, that cat is doing that. Yeah. I guess, well, I guess. Yeah. Well, it has, it has to be. There's no CGI in this film. Yeah. Oh, is this was abundantly clear with the... I'll tell you what scene that was clear in, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's no CGI. It's all it's mm-hmm. all been yeah, you know, genuinely done. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, they go fishing. Like, I. Yeah. Um, however, two black bear cubs bother Chance at a. Uh, it's, so yeah, two two black bears try to get Chance's fish from him. True. He scares them away. The black bears are total wimps. Um, and then you know as tends to happen a grizzly bear shows up which um, which i didn't yeah. under, so so there's bert bart the bear uh cameo right there i i didn't understand this just as a little nitpicking point i always just assumed those were black bear cubs and so i didn't really understand why a grizzly bear just also just happened to show up yeah i don't think i think it's just completely coincidence like okay. it's not like those are yeah that's the mom oh ob- those yeah the obviously not yeah um but yeah um, large brown bear causes the group to flee. At another river, Sassy refuses to swim across and the do- uh, uh, across to follow the dogs, and instead tries to cross via a wooden path further downstream. Halfway across, the wood breaks, and she falls into the river. Hmm. This is super traumatic for sure. And this was one of those moments, like if at the end of the credits of this film, it says very clearly that the like the humane society was involved in the like right the the whole film was closely monitored and it was all up to the standards of the humane society and and stuff like that how this this cat is getting pulled underwater yeah 
I I wondered like, that the too. cat looks traumatized in this scene. How how do you film a scene like this without traumatizing an animal? Like, you know, and and maybe there's like I I assume it's all filmed on location. Like I assume the cat's actually in the river. Yeah, I don't know. Now there there's probably people downstream with a big net to catch the cat to make sure the cat. But like, it still it was. I don't know. I don't know how you like it's that's a real cat in the real river bobbing like like struggling to stay above mm-hmm. which is not acting on the cat's part no the cat must actually be struggling to stay above yeah yeah so i don't know how they do that but what an emotional scene oh for sure a frantic scene yep and then the cat goes over the waterfall which obviously the cat didn't they didn't actually send the cat <laughs> over the waterfall right i hope not um, if 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 anything went over the waterfall it's like a fake like a dummy cat at that point yeah um but um and then yeah the dogs are devastated Mm -hmm. the dogs assume she's dead yeah you kind of have to i mean yeah and can you imagine if you know i mean we almost saw this we saw what that would have been like can you imagine if chancy and shadow make Mm -hmm. it home and and you know it's not even like it's not even like the dogs can say, "Hey, we tried. This is what happened." Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just it. It would forever be a mystery. Maybe my cat's still out there. Right. And I think, like in ascending order, like I think the most strongest bond was the Peter Shadow one. So I think that would have been the most heartbreaking. I'm not sure about the sassy Hope bond. I mean, it would still be sad, and it, like it seems weird putting these relationships on like a hierarchy of this one's more important than that one. I'm not. I'm just saying it wouldn't have been the same emotional crux at the end if, like, the two had come. But, yeah, it would be heartbreaking for sure. I mean, Hope really struggled to hand Sassy over to Kate. True. Yeah. Fair enough. I think I think there's quite a bond there. Fair. Yeah. Um, devastated, Shadow and Chance go on without her. Unknown to them, Sassy survives and is later found on the riverbank by an old man named Quentin. Oh, Quentin. Um who nurses her back to health. Quentin's like the greatest guy in the world. <laughs> he he is. He's like he's he's like Grizzly Adams. Like he just lives in the woods and has a yeah. a a room temperature jug of goat's milk. Warm goat's milk just in case. Just sitting out in the sun. But like <laughs> <laughs> you know to be honest the one thing is a child like you need him to speak out loud but someone who talks to themselves that much should never be trusted no i mean like um just everything that should be internalized like oh that's the third eagle i've seen this week or hey what are you doing here or boy th- third spotting in four months yeah he says yeah not bad at all that's that's patience that's you know <laughs> Maybe maybe get yourself a nice stamp collection or something. Like I'm not, you know, which I did. I had like a I had like a binder uh, that yeah. was specifically designed yep. for stamps, s- putting stamps into and yeah. stuff. And I had like the cool like the 9/11 firefighters oh, wow. memorial stamp yep. and like I had all the it, anyways. It's a tough hobby to get into. I I got into it and by that I mean like a week and then I was just like I can't I can't do this. It's a commitment and it's it's not exciting. Well, and I was also too young to buy my own stamps. So um, when you're when you're yeah. collecting something but you're kind of at the mercy of other people like 
Right. At that point, you're not really collecting. You're just kind of caretaking for the stamps so people keep buying you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it kind of takes a lot of the fun out of it, I think. For sure. Uh, what, what fun the there next, was, anyway. Right. Over the next two days, Shadow and Chance try unsuccessfully to catch food and mm. encounter a mountain lion, which, which, which is them so, so to two, the edge of a cliff. Yeah, two things about this. One, is a ter- it's a terrifying concept. But two, oh, yeah. what kind of backwoods, like hillbilly, inefficient mountain lion is this? Because most... It's not a very good hunter. Most attacks, or yeah, most occurrences where a mountain lion is att- like hunting something... The victim doesn't know it's being hunted till the like the mountain lion is either on top of it or like mid jump towards it. I mean, that's how I hunt things. Be, yeah, that's true. But People. but I'm just I've saying. Never, like, I've never gone hunting. You know. <laughs> I don't either. But when I'm when I'm when I'm bounty hunting, they don't know until I'm <laughs> have my teeth in their neck. Brady the bounty hunter. Yeah. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. What a what a you know. It's a dumb, yeah, a dumb mountain lion. Yeah, the, and they like, they catapult the mountain lion. Yeah. Well, here, so um, Shadow gets an idea to use a balanced rock shaped like a seesaw mm. as a way to thwart the mountain lion. We mm-hmm. need to bring back the word thwart. Yeah. As a as a way to thwart the mountain lion, while Shadow acts as bait, chance. Chance pounces onto the end of the rock and mm-hmm. sends the mountain lion over the cliff into the river. Because in the Rockies, physics... Takes a vacation. Don't matter. Like, do you know how perfectly... It, like, in order for this to work, mm-hmm. that rock needs to be 100% balanced. Yes. Not Yep. Not, oh, that rock's kind of leaning on that other rock. Yep. In the sh- hey, look, that, that kind of looks like a seesaw. No. Yep. This, like, you couldn't balance this rock this way if you spent hours. And the weight differential between a little golden retriever and a mountain lion. Like, yeah. you would need th- four shadows to jump on that rock before you would get the mountain lion just to elevate a bit, let alone, yeah, like, what, catapult. What what this scene imposes, or, or suggests, yeah. is that the rock is 100% balanced. Right, yeah. The, the mountain lion weighs a lot more than shadow, <laughs> but chance weighs significantly more than both shadow or the mountain lion. Right. And... Um, and Which, and even just like the physics of the rock itself, like it should it it looked like a substantial enough rock that even if all these other factors were like conducive to mount catapulting a lot catapulting a mountain lion, like it shouldn't even budge when someone jumps on it unless it's like six grown adults. Oh, and this thing flew, like they send the mountain lion flying. Oh yeah. Yeah, and which um, so this is this is the scene where I realized that CGI was not used at all because it was such a dummy that was thrown off a cliff. Obviously, like you can't throw a real living animal off a cliff, but that's interesting. I should go back and look. I didn't notice. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I, it I, didn't stick out to it, me. It gave me a chuckle. Like it was just like such a state. Like knowing how cats and just cat related animals flail and move if they were you know if they just fall off the couch so to speak falling off a right. cliff this thing is just so static just like hmm right guess i'm falling um 
The animals continue on their... Uh, Sassy hears the dogs barking mm-hmm. in celebration right. and follows the sound to rejoin them. This is the moment where I thought to myself, Quentin's just a stand-up guy. <laughs> because if if I were Quentin, sure. now right or wrong, yeah. if I'm Quentin, yeah. I've probably got a bit of a finder's keepers mentality sure. right now. I kind of go like I'm. I would want, you know, even just like fear of the unknown. I would. I would be like, I don't want this cat running off. Oh, for sure. Um, and even but, just like but, that's probably the first living thing other than his goat that he's had like close intimate contact with in like years. Right, and the goat's been dead for a few weeks. Like. <laughs> Was that was that in the director's cut? <laughs> there's a there's a deleted scene, but um, <laughs> I mean, there's mountain lions afoot, right? And the goat was tied up, so it didn't matter that the mountain lions it was, sucked. It was so. Jurassic Parkish. The goat was like on a pole yeah. with the yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, but but Quentin's completely comfortable and, and, and you're right even a bed and breakfast all jokes aside like whether like even if you want to keep this as a pet or all these other factors just out of like fear of the animal alone why nurture it back to health if you're just going to get it run off into a wilderness where literally something will eat it alive yeah but i but he sees it as you know like he just yeah he I, but i didn't see it that i didn't okay. see it as him being reckless no, i just no. saw it as him being very um you know, it, 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 it wasn't that he, he had no interest in gaining a cat. Mm-hmm. If the cat wanted to stay, the cat was more than welcome to stay. Right. But he was he was also just as happy nursing her back to health and sending her on her way. Right. That's true. Right. What he, a selfless He wanted guy. nothing in return. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the animals continue on their way, but Chance tries to befriend a porcupine, ending up with a load of quills in his muzzle. Ooh. Now. Yeah. Um... Two things. Sure. One, uh, Emily Mater, who's been a guest on the show several times, mm. has a dog who I think seven or eight ooh, times ooh. has gotten a snout or a ooh. mouth full of porcupine quill. Right? Like, we'll, we'll bite a baby porcupine mm. so that it's all, like, in his tongue and, like... It's awful, hmm. but they do an incredible job in this scene of making, like, it looks real. Right. It looks like he genuinely gets a snout full of quills. Like, right. they've done a good job of prosthetic and makeup on the dog. Yeah. Which I think is, which I think is interesting, too. Like, the the prosthetics on the dog aren't so much the impressive part as the fact that they then got the dog to leave the prosthetics alone like mm. not to just swat it off of his own face right yeah but um uh, da, 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 da. The animals encounter a little girl named Molly. Are you ready to cry again? Oh yeah. Who is lost in the woods? Too loyal to ignore her, they stand guard over her and keep her warm during the night. In the morning, Shadow finds a rescue party and leads them back to the girl. Hmm. What a moment. Like yeah. and and the the father's sort of bonding moment with Shadow. Mm-hmm. Where he 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 gets his girl safe and in the you know, wrapped in his coat, mm-hmm. and then he goes over and mm. kneels down beside Shadow and, and thanks him. Yep. 
Yeah. And it's just this like, ah, oh, it's just this like, yes. I don't know. It tugs on every, you know, tugs on everything that could be tugged. Oh, absolutely. Um, Par- yeah, it's very, it's they recognize the animals from a missing pets flyer. So yeah, which, this is which, something that's kind of been grazed over here is yeah. that like the family knows that the animals are missing. Yep. And Bob feeling the pressure of mm-hmm. of the new dad, yep. of the guy who's got a really, you know, he, he he has the opportunity to really hit or miss. Well, and not even that. I feel here. I feel he I, my interpretation would be he feels partly to blame because the reason the pets were at the ranch was because his job took the family away and they needed to be taken somewhere in the interim. So, oh, sure. So Yeah, no, none of this happens if, if not for Bob. Yeah, so like I feel like he's partly to blame, so he wants to find, help find a resolution and also just trying to get kind of just mending the bridge between he and his new children. Yeah. Yeah. So Bob prints out like a hundred flyers. Yeah, on like and doesn't and doesn't even tell the kids. No, like just he like prints out flyers and has them dispersed Mm -hmm. and and you know. Um, so they recognize the animals and they take them to a local animal shelter. Yes. Yep. Which I would feel apprehensive if I showed up at this animal shelter as well. It's very like. They've got like the the poles, like the catch poles, mm-hmm. and um, like they're just being really aggressive, physically aggressive with the animals. Like their yeah. their words are very like, "Oh, you're you're going to be reunited with your family, sure, and everything is going to be wonderful." Yeah, um, but but they're nonverbal yeah, actions. Like, physically it's very it's interesting because as a child like obviously as an adult if you're listening to the dialogue you're right like it's a place of safety eventually or it will be once the family comes but as a child just when you're less listening to the dialogue and you're kind of like the pets just more reading the non-verbal cues of all these workers in this pound like as as a child i thought the pound was intending them harm i never as a kid i never saw that scene as a as a good situation for sure yeah. As a welcoming thing. Mm. Like those were villains. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they recognize the animals, but Chance mistakes it for a dog pound. Uh, yes. Yep. And, and, try, and the trio panic. Mm-hmm. Um, as the medical staff removes the quills from Chance's muzzle, mm-hmm. again, a very imp- convincing scene, Sassy sneaks in and frees Shadow... Um, Together, they retrieve Chance and escape from the shelter, unaware that their owners are on their way to get them. Not just on their way. Mm-hmm. 20 seconds up the road. Right. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. the animals duck into the bushes. Yep. And then, and then they turn the corner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it's just like, you know. It's, but there, it's, heart- a great bla- it's heartbreakingly just so close. Like if something was a little bit more mistimed, or mistimed from their escape point of view, like if it took a bit longer or if the parents hadn't got stopped at a traffic light, there would be no more conflict in this movie. Right. If the kids hadn't like needed to get McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> that 
dang Big Mac cost you more than you whiny know. kids. You know, back when back before the McNuggets had white meat in them, it was like that kind of questionable <laughs> cardboard stuff. Right. Also, which actually I preferred, but yeah, I don't really know. remember them. I don't remember what they were before. You know what would be a dark twist to this movie? Like if this movie was ever remade, and either just like I don't know if Tim Burton got a hold of it. What would be because there's always this conflict of do we want a movie wrapped up in a nice bowl bow at the end or do we want a movie that just you know is raw and isn't perfect and leaves us emotionally just where we are at could you imagine this movie ending just if the parents and family had accidentally hit the pets while driving to the pound oh my god like what do you that's the darkest thing I've ever heard anyone ever say. It came up in conversation, actually, and I it was... I don't know how we With got who? there, but it did. With who? Uh, that person will be unnamed. Unnamed? Unnamed. Like a friend? A co-worker? <laughs> a friend. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and that was their suggestion? It wasn't their suggestion. They were just saying, you know, in how close they were geographically and literally just like turning the corner as the pets are walking around. It's not that far off from actually occurring. I mean, I feel like in that situation, uh, I mean, Bob's the one that's driving. Oh, yeah. And so I feel like in that situation, your animals were lost because I moved Mm -hmm. the family and then I ran them over. Right. There's no going back from that. There's this really amazing moment that follows um, this scene mm-hmm. where the family's at the at the shelter. True. And the animals are, are, you know, in the clear. Yep. And Shadow pauses. And Shadow says, I don't know why. Hmm. I can't explain it. I know it sounds crazy. But I've just got this... This I've just got this feeling, mm-hmm. like like we should turn back. Mm-hmm. We should go back the other direction. Yeah, um, and ultimately, like, the other two animals say, "What are you? What are you smoking?" Yeah, and Shadow's like, "Ah, no, you're right." Like he doesn't he doesn't push for it. He acknowledges it's not a good idea. We're not gonna like we're not doing it. Right, but just points out, you know, I've I just. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but I've just got this this crazy feeling, and and this, you know, this which movie, again is like a very yeah. bonding kind of like there's there's something almost supernatural about the connection between well, Shadow and well, Peter. that's the thing this movie does is it 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 portrays the relationships of pets with their owners or vice versa. However, you we kind of talked at the beginning. It's at the pets that own belong to the owners, the owners that belong to the pets, but. Like there are some people that believe the there are connections with pets that transcend just the physical. We're in the same room with each other. That's the extent of how we can interact with each other. But just either the owner having an inert feeling of something wrong with the pet, or the pet sensing something wrong with the owner, and you know whether it be like a CO two alarm that wasn't working and a pet saving someone's life. Like all there are like real life examples of that, and it's it's very heartwarming when the movie kind of hones in on that right um finally reaching their hometown 
Mm. The animals cross through a train yard where Shadow falls into a muddy pit and injures his leg. I mean, what kind of train yard is this? Like, I feel like the union and WSIB would be all over that with, like, not As just the 90s. But they, but like, not like, sadly, no, WSIB doesn't care about pets. But like, what about employees just walking around? Like, this, anyway, it just seems like a workplace nightmare. Uh, but they do, they, they kind of like duck under a fence to get there. I imagine True. this area is fenced off. True. Um, demoralized mm-hmm. Shadow tells Chance and Sassy to go on without him yes and um, we, we we come across another point where I really welled up because like you I've seen this movie a lot of times so like the cliche moments where a lot of people would cry I didn't necessarily cry this time but times I, I welled up a bit I mentioned one before one is here you've learned everything you need to know now just you need to learn how to say goodbye is what shadow says yeah. when he wants chance and um sass to go on and that to me was just heartbreaking well and and yeah there's this great moment where like chance is, is saying come on like let's go let's go mm-hmm. and shadow says do you think it's easy for me to admit that i can't mm. hmm. yeah and and he just shows this again. He goes from being this wise old figure, right, to showing weakness. Hmm. You know, yeah. I don't have the answer here. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, and then Chance gets right down in the hole. Yeah, and tries to push him up and just help yeah, him in any way possible. Yeah, you've pushed me this far. Hmm. Now I'm I'm pushing you the rest of the way, kind yeah. of thing. Gives him this angry pep talk, hmm. um, and then it cuts to the family. They're back home. They're playing basketball in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Appears um, to be Thanksgiving, I think. On the grass, like I don't think there's no pad. Right. Yeah. Bob needs to step up his dad game and put in like a. <laughs> Put in a bit of a concrete pad there. Come on, Bob. Like, I don't play basketball, so I don't really, sure. you know, but that's that's BS. <laughs> that's, come on, Bob. Oh, boy. I'm thinking about putting in a basketball net. That that grassy patch over there, I think that's it's probably the place. <laughs> um, yeah. Finally, um... Chance and Sass make it home. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and are happily reunited with their owners. So, yeah, so they're playing and, and they hear barking. Mm-hmm. And Chan- um, Jamie gets all excited and mm-hmm. goes, did you hear that? Yep. It sounded like Chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and the parents kind of are quick to discourage that kind of hope. Oh, for sure. Um, and kind of like, oh, honey, like. Really? There's you know. very small and then, chance, yeah. And then you hear barking again, and Hope says, "That that's that is him. Like it sounds like you know." Hmm. Um, and Chance emerges over the hills, and and the parents like the acting in the scene is incredible because mm-hmm. Jamie's super excited for sure. Chance for the first time shows immense gratitude to be mm-hmm. a part of you know like mm-hmm. a Jamie, 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 Jamie. Yep. Um, yep. And the parents. The parents react 
appropriately. The parents right. kind of have this holy crap, like this is this is insane. This is a miracle. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like you know, just the fact that look one at of each these other. three pets estimated is just yeah. A they're they're well they're well aware of the unlikeliness of this situation. Right. Um, and then a couple of a minute passes, and and Sassy emerges, meowing. And Hope gets excited and, and you know, and runs and, and squeals and, and, you know, and they're, they're reunited. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this big happy moment. Right. Um, and, and, and we, you know, we allow a couple of minutes for all this excitement and everyone's happy. Um, and then the music kind of sombers off and, and it turns to Peter. Mm. And Peter's not really embracing these other two animals. Peter's watching. Mm-hmm the horizon and, and he, has a re- he has a sense of realism like he's he's aware of really like there's shadows probably not coming i think well but i don't think at first like at first i think he's got kind of like he's just you know it's like this santa's coming christmas like he's just welled up with anticipation hmm. but then i think you can visibly see the moment where that hope breaks fair yeah yeah um and and he says, it was it, it was just he was too old. Mm-hmm. It was just too far. It was, right. He was too old. Yeah. And he turns to head in towards the house, and mom kind of tries to, you know, mm-hmm. do console mom things. Him. Yeah. Yeah, like oh Peter, um, but then ultimately kind of restrains herself and let you know mm-hmm. like let him let him go yep. let him go in the house. Yeah. Um, and then we, there's, there isn't even any barking. Right. Shadow just kind of emerges from over the hill. Mm. Um, and you hear mum gasp. Yeah. And mum mom gasps in like the greatest, like, <gasps> like just this, like mum can't even believe it. Sure. Mum's, mum's beside herself. Oh, yeah. With happiness. Yeah. Um, and Peter, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting choked up right now describing <laughs> oh, the scene. Man. And And Peter turns... And and Shadow, it's it's a combination of Peter yelling Shadow, and and Shadow saying Oh Peter, like Oh I've missed you, and like just mm-hmm. this, and they like embrace each other, yeah. And it's like, and and that's the moment throughout this whole, um, throughout this whole scene. There's been kind of you know exciting music playing and stuff, sure. but it's this moment. It's this moment where they break out the most impactful rendition of this damn song. Right. Yeah, it doesn't hold back. Where they're they're running towards each other and it goes and you're like oh, like you just you cannot like I could I could having not seen the whole journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> having not just sat and watched it all, I mm-hmm. could turn Disney Plus on right now. Mm-hmm. I could I could needle drop at that scene <laughs> yeah watch that scene mm-hmm. and be, and be a mess mm-hmm. and be a mess yes like if i were if i were ever an actor and i needed to figure out a way to cry on, right. cry on demand right i think that scene you just would, that i would kind of keep that in the back of my head yeah you just watch that before you go on to the set and just no i, I don't even think i would just play it in my head play it in your head yeah I'd play the music in my head yep. and and the emotions and and yeah. whatever else like oh, it's just it's so, so powerful. and then yeah and then they go in the you know and that's kind of it they go in the house and um 
chance is excited because it's turkey. Mm-hmm. Turkey, which but, I but, just realized. But chance s- loves turkey. So at the start of the film, chance is like turkey's amazing. Turkey, 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 turkey. Right. And at the end of the film, turkey, 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 turkey. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny that like chance's biggest antagonist <laughs> in this film is the live turkey. Right. That he doesn't even realize is a turkey. For he's sure. got no he's got no connection that this delicious meat has come from this birdzilla. Right. Um it, it Bo or no bird. Uh Chance does wrap a little bow at the end where he talks about just the journey that they've been on and he like literally just says loyalty, sacrifice, and love. And I mean that's exactly what this movie was about like this journey begins with i'd call it one fundamentally head over heels loyal pet sass sass is too but like not i would say not to the same degree as shadow and as the story continues i they all kind of grow shadow grows in different ways but the other two really grow to that they're changed pets to when they come back in a more appreciative and more invested in the relationship with the respective owner i'd argue i would agree yeah um you know it's it's a classic hollywood scene the the that scene just knocks it out of the ballpark it's not very real like i mean you would think the pets would have just come over the hill at the same time hobbled along with shadow just to make sure that you know he's okay First, you know, because they tried to get him out of the pit, they didn't just leave him and say, "Well, we'll see you at home if you make it." So it's kind of weird that they all just kind of came one at a time, but that oh that no, I think they planned the that. Scene. It ruins the scene. No, yeah, I, th- I think they were like, you know, I think they're like, okay, okay, now before we go over the hill, <laughs> let's really mess with them. No, Shadow, you just like literally lay in here for a bit, make them think you're dead. And then just yeah, show Shadow, up. you're the Shadow, you're the most valuable of us. Yeah, so you gotta we gotta milk this out. Yeah. <laughs> uh do you have trivia? I do. Yes. It's it's Well we'll see if it You always no, stop. You always talk your your own trivia down. You're always like, uh oh, yeah, I've got trivia. But but you know let the me, trivia let me, should probably be ashamed of itself. Let me, t- let me take that again. Trivia. I've got the most mind blowing trivia. You your socks are gonna get blown off. I kinda doubt it, but let's go. Oh. Let's see what you got. Oh, dang it. Okay. Well, I mean there's you can over you can over yeah. do it as well. <laughs> gotta find the middle ground. They're all gonna be true or false nature, okay? The first. This so this movie, we kind of alluded to this. This movie in the nineties is based on an original movie that was in the 60s uh so the movies were based on a book uh about the about three pets um are the events in the book based on a true event oh see this is so this is interesting because i didn't know it was based on a book yeah um so that's that's interesting Mm -hmm. and there's been Um, lots of when is the book from Ooh, the book. So the movie was from the 1960s. The book itself is from 61. So a couple years okay. before the movie. So they they made it they made it pretty quick. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know. I feel like 
I feel like it's a strange question if if it's not based on a true like mm. I feel like it's kind of left out and that it's kind of out in left field right yep of a question if it's not mm-hmm. um but then again I don't know <laughs> like true or false I'm gonna say I'm gonna say false Kay. about it being based on a true story and I'll tell you why sure uh so you're correct it is not based on true events Okay, my reasoning for that is that from the perspective of the writer mm. of the book, yep. like if, if, if these were your three pets sure. um, and you wrote the book, mm-hmm. right? If the, bo- if the book was written by Bob Seaver or whoever, <laughs> sure. um, <laughs> you'd have to make so much of it up. Mm-hmm. For sure. And leave out all of the facts that you actually know. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Because the, the st- story follows the dogs. The pets, yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, like, in, in a, if this happened and you were like, oh, but it's a good thing I always keep a GoPro on my dogs, <laughs> then then you've got more ground to go on here. Right. But, yeah, no. So, yeah, definitely false. But it, there are circumstances, and I can't think of specific ones to give here, but there are circumstances of, of animals traveling long distances for various reasons to reacquaint themselves with owners. So it's not that outlandish. Like, I feel like it could have been possible. Um, so the second question. Uh, we've got some international listeners here. Was this book written by a Canadian? True or false? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I think it... This one takes place... This movie takes place in the States. Yep. Yep. Seems like the wilderness was Nevada, and then the parents themselves are in San Francisco, where the, where the parent... Yeah. That's what we're trying to get to. If you if if you read the synopsis on like the the quick little blurb on Disney Plus about the first one, mm. the animals are traversing the, the Canadian, you know. Mm. Um, so that one takes place in Canada. Hmm. Um. Oh gosh, I'm gonna say true. True. Uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, so her name was Sheila Burnford. She was born in Scotland, but raised in the United Kingdom and then moved to Canada. So she's a British Canadian writer. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, ironically, she lived in Port Arthur, which is now Thunder Bay, Ontario. And the events in her book are, you kind of alluded to this, uh, the pets, uh, traversing or going through the Canadian wilderness and Northern Ontario. So oh, wow. not Nevada. That's a, that's a close to home story. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's all I got for trivia. So you were two for two. Okay, good for you. Cool. Are your Look socks still on? No. Really? Really? I'm so happy I blew your socks off. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm picturing all kinds of strange things right now. Yeah. Um, what would you give this movie out of ten? Out of ten. And let me say that nostalgia plays a, like this is not this is not a fair rating. Oh, not at all. It. I'm in the same boat. It the the nostalgia was so strong with this movie. 
It might even um, be, to be honest, Brady, like it might even be stronger than say like Toy Story itself, just because this might be one of the first movies I actually have a memory of watching. Hard to say. Oh, yeah. Hard to I would, say. I, I would, I would say this movie means more to me than Toy Story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say nine point five out of ten. <laughs> oh, nice! I gave it not even BSing a nine point four, so we were so close to giving it the same score. Oh, so I like it more than you. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, point one percent more. But yeah. we both loved it. Uh, what'd you watch this week? So I watched a couple things. Um, actually, hmm. Could I have you, we're going to really mix this up, but I want to know what you watched this week first, because I'm, I watched a couple things and depending on what, how you liked one of your, my recommendation to you is how I'll steer what I'm recommending to you this week. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to let you go first so I can get that feedback. Okay. okay? What did Um, you watch this week, Brady? So, um... Well, um, <laughs> I only watched one movie this week. Only one? Only one. Um, hmm. And just due to circumstance, it wasn't the film that you recommended, which means I have to play catch up. Okay. This week. <laughs> All right. Which means the film that you recommended to me last week, I'm planning on watching tonight. Yeah, uh, that's you know, fine. That's yeah. cool. Um, so I haven't watched Signs yet. No worries. Um, but tonight. Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. Yeah. But the film I did watch, because mm-hmm. uh, I knew I knew if I could only, I only had time to watch one, so I wanted to watch one that wasn't your recommendation sure. so that I still had one to recommend to you, which, if that makes sense. Which logically makes perfect sense. Um, I watched the first okay. film. Okay. In a very successful uh, series of two films. Oh. Um, I think the second one fared a little bit better than the first. Like, I think the second one huh. had had bigger acclaim I'm, than the first. I'm genuinely curious. Um, but the first one, you know, I went into the first one trepidatious. Huh. But I, but I still, I, I enjoyed it. It's, it's, sure. it's a fam- kids, kids kind of family type thing. Oh, okay. um, and, and so if you go into it expecting that, mm-hmm. it's, it's fun. Cool. It's fun. There is some genuine laugh out loud moments. Oh wow. Um, yeah, I watched. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say it. Oh my gosh, I watched a little film called Paddington. Oh lord. Oh, oh. The first lord. one. Oh. Haven't made it to the haven't made it to the Oscar worthy. Oh. Ride home and tell your grandmother about second one. <laughs> tell yet. tell your grandkids where you were where you saw it when you saw Paddington two. For those of you who haven't seen our top one hundred films of the last decade, supposedly, according to IGN, yeah, <laughs> Paddington two was the is one of the top one hundred films, like. Paddington 2 was better than Hacksaw Ridge. Right. Because Hacksaw Ridge didn't make it onto the list. Mm-hmm. But Paddington 2 did. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I'm curious. So I'm... I've watched 
I've, I've watched the first Paddington now to give myself a a point of reference. Yeah, because you can't go in cold turkey with such a such a powerful number two with a powerful right. second chapter. Right. So was watch what years was Paddington one from the last decade? Maybe that's why it didn't make the top one hundred. Was it like two thousand nine? No, it's like twenty fourteen or something. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. I'll let you know how I make out if I. Uh, yeah. It's on Netflix, so you don't even have to. Nice. You know. Cool. Don't don't need to look too hard to find it. No, not at all. Um. So and so that's all you watched. I'll move on to my stuff. Yeah, rub that in. Say it again. <laughs> Say it. Make me feel bad. I'm just confirming. Yeah, uh, okay. No, I just watched the one. Um, so, I watched your recommendation of Mr. Holmes, uh, the 2015 movie with uh, Sir Ian McKellen. Is it McKellen? Sir Ian McKellen. There you go. Um, what an interesting movie. And I find it interesting for a couple reasons overall just i think it's an excellent combo of like heartwarming and also just raising intrigue and just like genuinely making the audience curious and going along with this mystery but it kind of has the same touch that like i like in true detective where it shows a character at different moments in their timeline so we can see a character's growth and we can see their regrets and consequences of actions and what they've learned and that was very apparent in this movie and I, I enjoyed it. And also just specifically, I feel this angle of Sherlock Holmes, like the retired, like past his prime Sherlock Holmes has never been attempted to be explored, at least not to my knowledge. So for a lot of different reasons, this movie was super unique. Um, but for a lot of different reasons, it was also very enjoyable. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, so literally good recommendation. I gave it a 7.7 out of 10. So on my rating skull, I totally think it's worth the price of admission to see in theaters, which means it's like at the top of the scale. Yeah. It means you would buy a copy for yourself if, and given the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. Um, I don't know where to go with my recommendation for you this week. What? My... Uh, one of my the one option is doubling up on something I gave you last week. So I'm worried that if you don't like my original recommendation last week, I've given you two things that you won't like. It's always an op- It's always a possibility. Yeah. Um. Do you like Paul Rudd? I do. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna go with the other option then. And unless you've seen it, the, <laughs> unless you've seen what? it, then I'll double back. You you like Paul Rudd? Sure do. Well, to hell with that. <laughs> no, no, no. Like Paul Rudd is the way I'm going. I was going to double oh, up with okay. something similar last week. Um, oh, okay. I'm going to recommend to you a comedy called I Love You, Man. Have you seen it? No. Okay. It's just a silly comedy. It has Paul Rudd, J.K. Simmons, a um, few other recognizable names. Um, the reason I've, I've seen it before and the reason I rewatched it, uh, I feel like as a good Canadian, we didn't really mention, uh, the sad passing of, uh, Canadian musician, Neil Peart from the, uh, Rush group or, uh, rock group Rush. Yeah. Um, and so this movie features that band pretty heavily. 
So I kind of rewatched it. Um, so that's my recommendation to you. I love you, man. It's not Oscar bait. It's not going to blow your socks off. Uh, it's just a silly movie. It's it's an adult comedy, so you know there is some questionable like, adult content and language in it. But um, it's I, I like Paul Rudd, and I'll see if you enjoy it or not. Right. Um, oh, I love you, man. Is the name of the fi- oh okay. <laughs> I- well, I just thought that. No, I never mind. It's fine. I thought. <laughs> no, it's. A, I mean, I I like you a lot. It's just. No, no, no. It's no, no, no. It's it's fine. It's no. It's just. It's a bit. No, 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 it, no, 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 no. You're right. No, it's no, no, soon. no. It's it's. We'll have this conversation. Uh, okay. You know. Never. Never. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Do you have a shout out? Um. Yeah. What way should I go with this shout out? I've got two names in mind. I've, how do I pick? I'm gonna go with this one. Um, I'm gonna give the shout out to. Thank you for thank you for for not <laughs> internalizing that whole process. Thank you for making I, us a part of whatever that just was. So here's the thing: if there's one thing I've learned, Quentin did not internalize anything when he rescued Sass, and he is just a boss. So I'm just trying to imperson like just trying to just live the Quentin way. For that's argue that's that's logic that I can't argue with. The second is it's been like twenty seven weeks running where you've asked if I've had a shout out and I haven't, so I just want to prove that I've put some thought into it. Yeah, although now you've had lots of time to stall and come up with something. So <laughs> okay. I'm st- I still don't know if this is it, it's true. You know. Okay, I'm you know what? I'm gonna give you a double shout out. Alright, do it. Yeah. First shout out, uh friend of the family, uh very active on our social media, Johanna Valenga. Uh, I think she was pretty pumped about this movie being the winner of the Disney movies. Uh, so shout out goes to you. And second shout out goes to Nick Myers. Not sure if he listens to the show, uh, but I know he is a huge Rush fan. So I, it would be weird not to give him a shout out in a episode that I mentioned the band Rush. Get your get your act together, Nick. You you don't listen to the show. I mean, maybe he does. I don't know. Maybe he's like our number one fan. I don't. I don't know. I mean, if he doesn't listen, then I I don't feel bad about like I feel like I can say anything right now. Well, I I wouldn't say anything. Like he might listen. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Next, I love you, man. Hey, there you go. That that's a nice thing to say. No, sorry. I'm just confirming. That's the movie I'm supposed to. Oh yeah. I'm supposed to watch. I love you, man. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. All right, well, bye then. Oh, just wait one more thing, Brady. One more oh thing. Oh my gosh, what? I need what? to tell what you. you what do you want? What do you want? You had a question for me online, and I need to answer it to you here. Uh, you wondered how to enter our Patreon Valentine's Day giveaway, where we're giving away two prizes worth $17 of chocolate each. Uh, all you have to do is just sign up on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, and you'll be entered into this draw and every other draw we do about every month or two. And the odds of winning are actually pretty good. So, like, for a dollar a month, you can walk away with something that'll take you 17 months to, like, you're getting a lot of bang for your buck is what I'm saying. There's a lot of different ways you could have said that. Mm-hmm. And 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 some of those ways would have been very obvious and full of exposition. And so I'm really glad that's not the route you took.